This is Coogan Cassius for IFL TV in association with MTK Global. I got a question. What? Why have you got sunglasses and then wool hat on in the house? All right, I can take the glasses off. Is that a bad hair day? Yeah, man, my hair's fucked, Johnny. It's fucked. So I don't. <laughs> well, just go for my look. No, I can't shave that big bald head like look. Go for the clean. Go, go for clean. I'm gonna have a shave all the rest of my body later. It's a great time. <laughs> Johnny, please tell me your clothes bottom half, mate. Well, well, I'll leave it to the imagination. But, but you must remember when you do these things, you don't have to get dressed bottom half because you won't see it. Some are good. My house is hot. So I don't mind walking around my house like I'm in the Amazon. So you just think about that. Johnny, you've got clothes on. Just tell me you've got something on because I can't picture this. This is like, this is fucking... I'm naked. Head. I'm naked. That's how I do it. That's my... Anybody that comes to my house, I'm naked. I, I put my head around the door. Hello? What do you want? All right, one arm. Boom. I'm naked. I can do what I want. Even my dog. What shit with my dog? G! G! Is it somewhere? Do? My dog's somewhere in the house. I don't know where he is. I can't find him. Right, Johnny. What What are you doing day by day to keep yourself occupied and entertained? Well, I am busy. I'm busy. I have to slip, slot meetings in between doing fuck on and fuck all. <laughs> right? So basically, uh, you just got to make up your own entertainment. I actually don't mind. I don't mind at all. Um, so, learn to play my saxophone. Get a good one. Get one like that. Uh, cut the garden. Clean the house. Just do stuff that you would normally do anyway. Just, just, just. I, I'm great company. So I actually, I don't mind. I, I'm great company. I'm trying to, I'm trying to devise. Uh, I've got my mates. I said, let's have a dad dance-off competition. So all the dads do a funky little dance. Boom, post it, tag the next man in. So you know how they're doing these push-up challenges and all that foolishness? That dance-off challenge. Hey. All right. Who do you live with? Myself. Well, you live on your own? Yeah. So oh, my I. dog. So do I. I live on my own as well. Yeah, I don't mind, actually. I actually, I, my, so my ex-wife lives there, across the road. Uh, one of my daughters lives there. One of my other daughters lives there. Jordan lives. My other daughter, she lives the other side of town. By the fucking street. <laughs> so it's like it's like a commune. Well, we actually all get on. We all actually all get on. So it's pretty cool. The girls will come round now and again, and I walk in my house and they're in my cupboards. Uh, uh, now and again, Debbie will say, uh, "I've got some food for you. If you want to come and get it, it's cool, man. It's all right. It's a weird setup, but it works for us." Good. Well, listen. Whatever works works for you, Johnny. John, what um, I was going to ask you was, let's talk a little bit about boxing. I know it's difficult to kind of get your head around boxing at the minute because of everything obviously that's going on, but let's try and kind of talk about what, what you know about and what I pretend to know about. So, okay, I'm just going to get some water. Johnny, you are actually naked, aren't you? Fucking hell, mate. What? Okay, I'm back in the room, brother. <laughs> Right. It's like a blinding light. Okay, Johnny. The board, the board announced the other day that obviously boxing will be suspended, obviously, for the rest of April and also the whole of May. Uh, yeah. What was your reaction to that, first of all? Obviously, it was uh, expected. Well, first of all, 
listen, at the end of the day, you, you, there's bigger things in the world right now than boxing, and know that it's our it's our heart and soul. It's what we live off. But it's what we it's what it's what our business is. We gotta understand there's more there's bigger, more important things in life. And so the board of control have made a decision. Um, uh, an active decision to say, look for the health, for, for for the health of individuals. You know, we've got to do the right thing here. Um, boxing and boxers, we're like we like cockroaches. You know, boxing been around for hundreds of years, and it was underground at one bit. And then the businessmen got involved and they legitimised it, and then it was trying to push it underground again. We'll all, boxing will always be a, a, around. We just got to wait and be patient, and not be like trucking young young kids saying, "We want to fight, we want to fight." We've got to be patient. Uh, for the good of the sport, and you've got to think about the fighters as well, because these fighters they've got to they've got to try and tick over and be kind of have a fitness. Uh, then when the call comes to say right, all clear, um, then they've got to be able to step it up. This is a hard time because many people can't make it to the gym; they've got to do home training. Many people can't really get out and about and spar or whatever. It's just life. You just um, it's just one of those things. Listen, I, I'm at home now. I train at home. I do a little bit of something. But I know, I know it's nowhere near what I normally do. So can you imagine being a, com a, a competitive sportsman, boxer, and you think, I'm, I want to fight in June, July, August. You've got to put that, put that to one side and say, right, I've got to keep myself relatively fit. And then the, when the light comes at the end of the tunnel, then I've got to step it up. Because if you overtrain, then it'll affect your performance. So um, I think the Board of Control have, have made the right decision. So... I was talking to um, Eddie Hearn yesterday on uh, on Instagram Live, and you know, obviously, he's moved uh, two pay per view shows now to the summer. One we know the date of, one we don't. Obviously, hasn't announced a rescheduled date for Usyk and Jazora. But Dylan White is now moving to July, and another show Eddie had in Wales is also moving to the summer as well. So Dylan White is currently out in Portugal. He went to camp. But obviously, I'm assuming that, you know, he'll return soon. Um, no, he's still there. He's still there. Yeah, he's still there as far as I know. Look, checking by his, uh, his Instagram stories, he's still there. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I know there's a bigger picture going on, but I do want to talk about so, kind of some of these boxers like like Dylan, um, who's kind of, we say, closing in on this on this world title shot, but we've been saying it for the last three years. So, um, yeah, uh, but Dylan White's just got to kind of crack on uh, get this fight with Povetkin out of the way and he's got his shot at some point now. He has got his shot at some point, but it's like it's like the universe is against him. If it's not one thing or, or it's, it's another. Uh, Dylan White's doing the right thing. If he's got to be in quarantine, if he's got to be on lockdown, he's going to be on lockdown in a, in a situation where he can trade uh, and the people around him are the people that are going to be stuck around him as long as this takes. Now, now Eddie, good on him. He's still trying to keep morale and spirits high by saying, no, we're going to push it back to June or July. That is in the current climate. So we don't know what's going to happen at the end of this month if they extend it until, you know, extend the lockdown until September, October. We don't know. So Eddie's, Eddie's he's forward thinking, good thinking. He's keeping morale up to say, this is my intention. If, if things change, you can't knock him for that. That's what he's got to do. And, uh, and that's why he's so successful at what he does. The, 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 it, our destiny, unfortunately, is not in our hands until uh, this virus or they get a hold of of the state of this virus and, and how how long we're going to be in this 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 situation. For Dylan White, um, I get this guy's gotten used to being frustrated. He's gotten used to being left by the wayside. But what he's doing is doing what a pro does, and he's like taking him. He's, he's away from home. He's in a, in a training camp. He's thinking, right, if I've got to 
if I'm on lockdown and I can't do anything, at least I can train. These people around me are the people that are staying around me. I'm not drifting out. I'm not risking getting, uh, <coughs> getting the virus. I'm not risking my team getting the virus. We all stick together. So it could, you couldn't think of a better place. Um, uh, in regards to fight-wise, remember, you think about Dylan White, what about Povetkin? What's his situation? What's his setup? So Dylan might be ready. What's Povetkin? What's Povetkin doing? Uh, what's his conditions? So again, this, again, it might not be down to Dylan. It might be down to the, the case of a, an opponent. And, uh, and any fighter that's out there, if they don't want the ones that say, all of a sudden say, right, they're fighting in May, June, they, they're in a sticky situation because they're not being able to train the way they would normally train for a fight and have the same amount of time to get ready for it. So uh, it's the guys like Dylan that are, are making sure they're ticking over. So they can say, right, at least now I can step it up. Now I can do this. Dylan probably can't fly spine partners in unless he's got him already. But he's getting himself in, in good physical condition, which he has to do because obviously the last time he fought, he didn't look in great condition. So now he's thinking, right, I'm ramping it up now. I've got to step it up. Well, obviously, we were expecting to see the Fury Wilder fight in the summer in, in July. There was a date penciled in there uh, for July. Obviously, you know, that's not going to take place in July. That's looking like it will, if things return, happen in the autumn. So this, again, this talk, coming back to Dylan White, this affects that position as well, surely, for um, his mandatory slot, if that fight's been delayed now as well. Yeah, it's just frustration all around, and that's why... And so, so, so basically, not just Dylan, any fighter that's out there in contention, in touching distance uh, of getting the crack, uh, they have now got to be truly professional in how they conduct themselves. So now this isn't about training the body, it's about training the mind. It's staying focused, say, right, this is, this is my aim, this is my focus. Uh, and then when it comes to stepping it up, and you can step it up, they've, they've got to be in a position to do that. I remember when, completely different scenario, when I was, I was world champion and and Joe Kazaki get pulling out of fights through injury or, or whatnot. I was always gym fit. And I knew at two or three weeks' notice, I could step it up and be fight fit. And I, I was training as though, you know, if there was a fight to come, I knew I could get myself ready in quick time. And, and these are what fighters need to do. To, you've got to have that positive mindset. Uh, uh, but you, unfortunately, fighting, if you're fighting, you always need a partner to fight. Mm -hmm. So therefore, you want to hope you fight your opponents in that same position to say, right, I'm in condition, I can fight. <clears throat> Johnny, why was, um, just kind of coming off subject here, why was Glenn McCrory beefing with Lucas Brown? <laughs> Glenn's a, he's a complicated character, Glenn. And so... Was it serious? Uh, pardon? Was it serious? Like, Sometimes it gets in a serious situation that I don't get, Glenn, because I think, Glenn, listen, let it go. You ain't fighting anymore. You're not in the mix anymore. Let go. And yes, you have your opinion as a, as a pundit, as a <clears throat> someone that's been there and, 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 you've, and you've seen many fights, great fights around the world and met many great fights. But when you are uh, now getting into some kind of beef with an active fighter, so, you know, let's sort this out in the ring, you're going to get your ass bust. So, so you've got to be smart about thinking, you know what, I give my opinion. If you don't like it, you don't like it. What are you arguing for? You two ain't going to get nothing out of it. I can understand Brown arguing and somebody else is going to fight. What's Glenn arguing for? Because the only person that's going to suffer is Glenn. Because Lucas Brown said, "You know what? I just, I just mute you. I don't need you. I don't need you. You need me. This is I'm, I'm, my my business is your job. Uh, or should I say, my job is your business. So uh, I don't know why Glenn gets himself dragged into that foolishness. He's done it before. 
Well, I, I saw on Twitter the other day, I didn't know whether Glenn was being serious or not, but, you know, um, it is what it is. It, I mean, I, I yeah, like, yeah, now, as I'm saying, now and again, they'll have these outbursts, and I just, it, yeah. I don't understand what the end game is. And so, so, so say, for instance, uh, you had uh, Amir Khan and Cal Brook and was it Crawford really getting out of here. Now, you can see the end result of these guys fighting each other. Um, um, but when it gets like that, you, if you've got an argument, you know, phone me up. Phone me up. Let's have a conversation. Deal with it that way. But this public displays of affection, what's going on, it's just, you just embarrass yourself. You know, you, I don't deal with stuff like that. If you've got a problem like that, especially if, if my business is to promote a fight coming up, yeah, get out of there. Get social media to see it and everything. If it's nothing to do with a fight, maybe you have a phone call. Let's sort it out. Yeah. And sort, sort it out way. So that to me is just, it's just, my mum would call it poppy show. It's just foolishness. So uh, I wouldn't take it serious. Uh, I think it probably gets people talking about it and him. Uh, but I wouldn't take it serious. Now, Johnny, Eddie Hearn said yesterday that he'd asked Sky uh, if they'll release the, the gloves are off between Joshua and Miller. I asked that as well. Oh, you've asked I, I, as well. For, I I'm asked right, as well. Well, I'll ask you two questions about it. First of all, obviously, you did that, yeah? Yeah. Do you, is it likely that Sky will end up airing it, first of all? So, so the problem is this. The contents of that, um, I, I know once that had come out, I thought the public are going to see a different side to Anthony Joshua because this was, this was cut deep, this was serious, things that were being said between the two of them. Um, and so, so Anthony Joshua, um, he's, a, he's a great business and, and he's, just a, he's a young man. You know, so and, and he has a great team around him that have, have made his business successful. And when that, when we had that gloves are off, I thought, wow, you know, now you're going to see a different side to him, because Anthony Joshua had seen the likes of the of Dillian White, Titan Fury, John Tuarle, shouting all this, that, and the other. And he's thinking, well, why am I playing a good guy? You know what? I've got this to say. Uh, I think uh, uh, Miller said one or two. Well, I know Miller went said one or two choice things. Let me give you scenario. So, so, so let me give you scenario. So I just had a hip, my hip done. Um, okay. so I was on tramadol. I was, on, yeah, my other one. I was on tramadol at home on tramadol, and uh, and I got a call from the office saying, Johnny, we've got uh, AJ Miller's in town. You're going to be in the office. Uh, get down on Monday. We're going to film a gloves are off. This time I'm zooped up on tramadol. Oh, wow. I'm crying at Coronation Street, and so um, and so I thought I've got to get off this because. Because I've got to be able to get my wits around me, get, get smart, get shot. I'm on crutches. And uh, so they said, can you do it? I said, yeah, I can do it. Let's do it. And I know the day. So I found that the day before we did it, they only got about 18 minutes out. We tried to do one in America. They got 18 minutes out. Then boom, it blew up and them two part company. So when I got down there, I'm thinking, damn, I'm on crutches. So, so our director, she, when she saw me come down, she's like, shit, are you going to be all right? And I'm thinking, I'm going to struggle even sitting on the shit chairs like this, spreading my legs to sit on the chairs, never mind doing the, um, doing, the, doing, the, doing, the, doing the show. I said, yeah, yeah, don't worry, it's cool, it's all right. Walked around on crutches, I said, where's Miller's um, green room? Where's the green room where, where Miller is? Went in, on the crutches. So, so uh, I'm older than these boys, so, so, so fortunately I've got that little bit of respect from them, which I, which I appreciate, and I give it back to them as well. So Miller came, I went to Miller's dressing room, I said, right, said hello to him, said hello to his team. I said, right, all I'm asking you is a few things. Number one, try and keep it clean. 
Um, I know you boys had a bit of a run yesterday. Talk slightly referee, get moved for part. I know you boys had a bit of a run yesterday. Try and keep it clean. Keep the language clean if you can. And if you can, we've got give me 30 minutes and you can gone. Say what you want, but keep it clean. Uh, number two, if clean don't work and it kicks off and you go to hit him, please make sure you don't miss because I'm on crutches, man. I can't get out of the way. So he pissed himself laughing. So I thought, all right, that's, that's broken the ice, light in the moon. I said, he said, oh, don't worry, man. I, I won't miss out. Fuck him up. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> so, so, you know what? Well, that's what Miller said he was going to do. Yeah. He fuck him up. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. So I thought, maybe he's just saying that as a joke. So, boom, boom. I said, all right, see you in a bit. Boom. Went round on crutches to, to, to AJ. And, uh, and I went round down to crutches to AJ. He's a, such a nice kid. He asked me about the, 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 my family, asked me about the operation, how I was. I thought, such a nice kid. And um, I keep saying, kid, I'm, yeah, and he's always been some. So, so uh, and he said, I said, listen, I know you guys had a bit of a beef yesterday. Do me a favor. I said the same to him. If you're going to hit him, please don't miss because I can't get out of the way. And he started laughing. He said, no, no, he'll be all right. I said, just give me 30 minutes and we're good. We're good. We're all right. He said, yeah, yeah, sure, no problem. Anyway, I went to the show. I get inside. We do a bit of prepping. Uh, I sit, managed to sit on the chair. So when I'm sat in the chair, I'm stuck on the chair. So I can't like jump up and shit because I've just had a hip replacement. So I'm stuck, the chair's jammed between my legs. So and I'm thinking, shit, if this kicks off, what do I do? So all this gonna be is timber, boom, stop, drop and roll with the chair. That's what I'm thinking. And uh, um, so they, the boys came in and I was saying, which I think is a brilliant idea, is when we when in the studio, you've got your cameraman, couple of security, couple of the, maybe one or two people with whoever's fine. We should have a live feed there and then, popped up. So as soon as you walk in, so when they're prepping up, getting the makeup on, doing a piece of camera before they sit, you, you've got the, they're like two lions. Every time you gloves off, they're like two lions and I'm watching them. And it's a great story. I'm like, shit, we should film this shit. Just give a live feed. And then just before we start, before we start, we show the show, cut and just tease with that. You know, because when you see them, I've seen it before with, with Groves, uh, um, uh, um, Groves de Gale, I saw it with uh, uh, Groves Froch. I saw it. You, see, you see it and it's like, wow, this is a show on its own. So just that live feed, that flying the wall thing. Anyway, boys sat down. I said, right, boys, uh, we good? We good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, just keep it clean. Let's get on doing it. Yeah. I think within three sentences, <laughs> AJ said, I'm going to fuck him up. I'm like, yo, 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 yo. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Listen, we can't use that. I'll fuck you up. And he's talking about his mom. And AJ's going mad. And, and Miller was like constantly accusing him, accusing AJ of drugs. Talking, getting personal, talking about. And they were getting proper mad. And AJ's cussing him. He's cussing AJ. Um, uh, and, and AJ, I understand the analogy of what he was saying. But I don't know if the public would quite understand that. I basically said, if I cut you down the middle and cut you in eight, 16 different parts, something like that, every part of you would be rotten, would be bad. You are not. A... So I, when, when he's talking like this, I'm thinking, oh, it's... <laughs> oh damn. Uh, and it was, to me, you got raw. You got, you got AJ there just being himself around these boys. And I'm not saying, he, he's a, he, oh, trust me, he's a boy. Uh, and Miller, you just had two two men there that wanted to have it out and then towards the end of physical, it Johnny? did it ever get physical Sorry? did it ever get physical no 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 but but we had to we, i had to keep stopping i keep stopping. said boys stop stop because it was blah 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 
and they were on it all the time. So I said, boys, stop, stop, stop. We've got to start again. We can't use this. Just stop. Just come on. Just cool it down and we just leave it because it, because it would have just been beep, 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 beep. You couldn't hear nothing. Um, and AJ got that mad. Uh, AJ put his hand out. He said, I bet you, I bet you, I will meet you in the center ring. I will not take one backward step and I will fuck you up. And I'm like, shit. And it reminded me of when Errol Graham boxed Mike McCallum. And Mike McCallum in the press conference said, don't run now, don't run. Talk to, talk to him like he's some kind of chicken licking. And Errol suck it into it. Errol's a good boxer. He was a better boxer than was a fighter. So why give a man a chance that should have one? But Errol stood there trying to have a fight with Mike McCallum. He gave him exactly what he wanted. AJ was doing the same. He said, shook his hand and said, I will stand there and I will walk through you. I will not take a backward step. I'm like, yo, don't make, don't make that bet, man. Because you've got to use what you got. He wants you to do this. The, the idea of our sport is that if I was fighting you and you were technically, technically a suit or you're really aggressive, my job is to get in your head so you hate me. So if you hate me, then, then, then you're not going to think straight. You're not going to fight straight. You're just going to think, I'm going to smash him. And that's what you think. So that's why fighters try and get each, under each other's skin to get them to deviate from the game plan, to get them to think, I'm having you. I don't care what happens, I'm having you. I don't want, I'm, I don't want to throw six, seven, eight round combinations in the first round, jab second. I just want to smash your head in. So that's why fighters, part of the reason why fighters really get at each other and say as personal things as possible just to, just to make the fighter deviate from, from his game plan. But those who are there, I, I did say, you know, with this lockdown, I said, look, let's, let's show a bit of it. You know, show I, it because I hope they do show it because, like I said, it was, uh, it's suddenly just come, everyone's gone mad for it. Like, I've had loads of tweets asking, sin on, um, asking me and obviously on Twitter and et cetera, asking for that to be aired. So hopefully we do get to see yeah, it. Yeah, the, it, was, it was good. We, listen, we got many stuff like that and, and hopefully the silver lining out of all this will probably, they'll probably air some things that we've just not, what, not shown. We've, we've had to can. Um, um, and, and in doing so, uh, you'll see some, some archive footage of, of things that, uh, that I think we should see. One time we had Mike Tyson in on ringside. It's never been aired. Uh, Mike Tyson told us some personal stuff. Why would you tell, why would you tell us that on camera? Um, so, so hopefully... Why um, don't you re-air when I was on ringside? I, I don't know. I think I think we'll probably get a bit of abuse, uh, and and uh, you'll get a bit of abuse, and uh, the, and and if they think you're really good, they might make you try to. What, what's that frown for? The fucking foolishness are you talking? <laughs> Why don't you get me that footage for me and let me put it out then? <laughs> I need uh, at the moment. Hates me interviewing yeah. a naked Johnny Nelson via Zoom. <laughs> um, I tell you what else. I tell you what else I've seen. Uh, which will never come out, was Dillian against uh, Chisora when the camera caught. The bit after that. We've seen little bits, haven't we, that leaked, but I think yeah, not, but, not, but, but good on our camera, good. man. Big unit is. And he had the camera and they're fighting. Cameras all over the place. And, I, and, and so I see little, see little things and I'm thinking, wow. But you can't... As a, you know as what? A, I'm just, just thinking about it. Over the years, yeah, like over the last sort of seven, eight years, like, we've seen some great fucking gloves are off. I mean, the, the Frotch Groves one was brilliant. And there's been some great, there was some great moments on ringside as well. Like, I remember when uh, the Gal and Groves and 
were on there and the gal was going, what's that thing you've done? Look at that tie, look at that tie. He's done this weird fucking thing. There's been some great yeah, but, 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 and even on that one there, and this again is... You tie like, your fool. Look at your tie. Yeah, and even again, even then, that, that it's my case of getting a camera in just to get the build-up to it, just to tease it out. And that's it, you don't have to show the show. And I remember that time, the Gale and Grold, we tried to get him in the ring to, to do a, a, a shot. And the Gale went to get on the side of the, uh, down the side of the ring to step up. And his back leg was shaking, not out of fear, out of anger. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, look at him. And they, it was a proper bad vibe. Proper bad vibe. When, when David Hay and Klitschko were on ringside and David Hay refused to come in the studio, you know, proper bad vibe. It was just a proper, trust me. When, when, when George Groves was accusing, uh, like, a, like a schoolyard bully saying, are you going to cry, Cole? Are you going to cry? Oh, he's going to cry. He can't even say him. I'm like, oh, man, what are you doing? So there's been some, um, there's been some moments. were on ringside. Pardon? Kelbrook and Khan were on ringside once, weren't they? Yeah, Kelbrook and Khan. And Kelbrook and Khan was far too astute. He was, he was used to being on camera. He was used to be, he knew how TV worked. So he kind of mumped Kel off a little bit because Kel couldn't think fast enough to come back something with something. Because before the show, Carl was in some rugged old tracksuit. And then before, and as the show was coming and, and Kel's dressed in this little track and everything, Carl played a blind, he said, no, just hold on a minute. Come back, boom, suited up. And then he just dropped it, started it out. And I thought, he's got you there, man. But um, the talk, talk's talk and the talk's cheap. So you just don't know how that rolls out. Um, Johnny, um, I will ask you, kind of moving on from that, thanks for giving us an insight to that, because I didn't actually know a lot of that stuff that happened in uh, that Gloves Are Up. Hopefully we'll get to see it. Um, Billy Joe Saunders. Um, yeah. Yeah, just your take on it, obviously. It's uh, been a few days now, so... Um, well, you know what? The thing is, uh, a couple of, Billy's done a couple of things over the past couple of weeks. He's just got a... He's just got a He's got a sense of humour that just goes a little bit too far. Sometimes you see a comedian get on stage and he'll, he'll joke about some really delicate subjects and you'll get some go, ooh, some will piss themselves laughing. I'm not, I do not believe for one second, for one second that, that Billy endorses that or, or that is his mindset. I think Billy was, uh, was, was, was trying to make a joke of something bad something serious that happens so and, and and but unfortunately backfired because most people didn't get it uh because he doesn't come across as a jokey kind of guy because because he did it like it was a serious topic this is what you do i'm like oh billy no man it's not good it's gonna it's gonna backfire i don't believe for one for one second that is billy's um um uh setup that's how he thinks that's how that's his mindset i just think it was a joke gone bad uh i think um and uh, and and Billy, Billy, listen. He's got a mother. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a, he's got a woman. He's, you know, he's got a sister. You know, I, just, I don't believe he is that kind of guy. I just think it was a joke that just went too far. And listen, I'm not endorsing what he did. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not justifying what he did. But I'm quite sure, 99 percent of people that watch this show uh, say stuff between their friends that. If other people heard it, think, shit, what are you doing there? Billy just didn't keep it private. You know, it's a joke that, that it was a joke that went too far. Um, 
And and to me, I just think he's got the backlash of it. A couple of things, too many things have happened now where where they uh, they're basically saying, Billy, look, enough's enough. Uh, we've got to we've got to penalise you. We've got to you've done wrong there, mate. We don't. I don't think they believe that's the kind of guy he is. But you've got some idiots out there that'll watch that and say, well, Billy Joe said do this, Billy, and that's the problem. They're the people that you're worried about your your influence. All right. Um, just kind of finally, obviously talking again with Eddie yesterday. He said that it's more than likely now if we are to see boxing back in the summer, and he's kind of saying he's confident it will happen. We don't know how to kind of take that, but he says that Joshua Pulev will more than likely move to the end of July now as well. Again, he's keeping spirits high. I personally, that that'll be his his plan. That'll be his idea, and I get that. He's keeping spirits high. I don't think we'll see any boxing until September, October time. Oh. Uh, the way things are, because 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 the stats and the, 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 the and, and what what is being said by the government in regards to our lockdown, this is on today's figures. So in three weeks' time, they've got to assess those figures and then say, well, actually, it might be this, it might be that. So it's easy to make plans, but it all depends on. Yeah, I mean, it's all up in the air. You can't. We, I mean, we we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, let alone. Yeah. Next week or the week after. I mean, this lockdown's not even been two weeks yet, so. Yeah, and people are going stir crazy. And listen, it gets to the point where if people don't listen and behave themselves and just keep the clock inside and just do essential runs, what's going to happen is they're going to have to lock us down even tighter. Uh, this is worldwide. It's not just our city, our town. It's just not your street. It's worldwide. And, and I think we need to just need, need use common sense and work together mm. with this. And I understand. Now you've got people that have to live with each other that probably realise they don't like each other. <laughs> but, yeah. but I understand that. But you know what? The, the silver lining is uh, it'll draw communities close together. It'll draw families close together. Uh, it'll make people, you know, after a while, you can only, you've got to work together. Um, as I said the other day, I had my daughters, they were at back, we were all together just like doing a bit of training together. It was a laugh, it was a good giggle. And usually, uh, you're so busy doing the whole thing, you can't get hold of them. Uh, so I kind of like that. Uh, yes, I'm fortunate enough to, to say we don't live together. We're just next door to each other. But we all eat together. We're all together all the time. It's, all, it's only us here. Um, so I'm in, and I'm in that fortunate position. Unfortunately, you'll get some families that are in like a one-bedroom flat that have got no garden that are on top of each other. I totally get that and understand that. Now it's a case of pick up a book, read a book. Don't just look at the news. Don't try and play in a game. Um, you know, use this time to 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 fulfil yourself. Find something better out of it. All right. Well, listen, Johnny. I'll let you crack on with the rest of your day. Have you got anything else you'd uh, like to add? Uh, Could you stand up for us? I can't do that. You know, I can't do that. I would love to do that because I don't care. But unfortunately. Um, I don't want to shock people. I don't care. Let's not walk about in the house. I ain't got a problem with it. Uh, oh, don't know. No, baby, don't do it. <laughs> uh, well, All right. Yeah. Well, Johnny, listen. Uh, hopefully... Whoa, 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 why, why, don't, why don't you join my dad, dad, dad dance challenge? All right. Let you know what it is? So I had a Bee Gees day the other day. Right? So, so you, honestly, you might think Bee Gees. Put it on your thing. I love this track. I thought all day long I bust Bee Gees in my house. 
So the idea initially was, I sent it to my, my daughters and said, here girls, come on, give us something back. So I think they'd give me something back. Apparently they thought I'd cracked up and whatever, but that's, that's, that's by the by. But, but they wouldn't do it, so I thought, let me just send it out there. It was just a bit of a giggle, put a smile on your face, because people I'm are just like, you know. Sorry? I'm not a dad. Oh, all right then, all right then. I, just an old man dance. Just I'm not an old something. man either. You're fucking 15 years older than me. Jesus no. Christ, all right, all right, all right. Listen, you can't dance. I can't dance challenge. Pick a track, and it can't be a funky track. It's got to be a. <laughs> right it's got to be an old school one. Right there, right and then, there. Boom, and then tag like tag like a couple of people. It's all right. Over to you. Then tag like a couple of people. I think it's just a bit of a laugh, bit of laugh, right bit of laugh. Right there, right there. I'm trying to think what track I'd give you. I'd give you a... Is that Flashdance? Stop, stop, stop. You know what, what made me think of that? You sung that what? to Manny Pacquiao and he went, he didn't know it, remember? Yeah, I do remember. <laughs> yeah, no. Trying to make you sing it, no. I think you should do something like, uh, I'll pick you a Kylie track. Why? Uh, I'll give you a Madonna track. I'll give you Madonna. Holiday. Oh, bad tune. Grana. You can't have a funky track. You can't have a funky track like, it's got to be a track that you wouldn't associate you with. So I pick Bee Gees. Never seen well, that before. You have Holiday. Listen, holiday. Listen. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. You see, there's a scene in Hitch when a guy starts to dance. Hello, hello. To stop, just say that. You just stay safe. Don't do no turns, don't no, do no do slot that drops. No, no slot drops. Just, just pick, but just, just stay safe. Nice and safe. Eh? I'm going to get Frank Bruno to do it. He'll do it. He's a funky dancer. Frank will do it. Um... What's that song in Hitch? What is it called? It's the Usher song, isn't it? Yeah. Do-do, uh, do-do. Uh, oh, I got it. <laughs> stop, 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 man. Stop, stop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a copyright over the fucking track now. Yes, yeah, stop. Johnny, thank you very much. I think you should do it. And um, yeah, hopefully we'll catch up. We'll give it a week or so. We're not doing anything else. So. If you do it, I'll do it in some tight budgie smugglers. Ain't nobody want to see that motherfucking shit. Yes, you do. I see now. You dribble, man. Look at that. Wait. What? How'd you do that? Oh shit! I can't do it. Can't do it. Why can't I do it? Hey, you like that? Hey, hey. I can do that. Shut up. Keep your vest on. Keep your vest on. Don't Funny be silly. No, I can't see it. Because I'm wearing black. Yeah. <laughs> Johnny, thank you very much. And uh, yeah, hopefully in a week's time or so, we'll catch up with you again and see what's been going on. Okay, no problem. Hercules, Hercules. Johnny Nelson, thank you very much. All right, peace.